the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. It's Friday night. Welcome to the Friday Fun Day edition of the Andrea K Show. And yeah, we're going to have some fun here tonight, even though we've had some sad news that's happened around the world today and some breaking news involving the demonstrating the depths of the corruption of the Biden crime family. We and Didi are still going to have us some fun here on tonight's Andrew K show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. I'm trying to live free as the intro song said, but Facebook really isn't trying to let me do so. So typically in addition to you getting to hear me in your car on the way home, or maybe in any of the streaming apps, usually I'm also streaming on Facebook, but I'll be back. They, they got me restricted for the next couple of days, but y'all know they can't keep me down. No, indeed. So I will be back on that shortly. Thank you for joining me. No matter how you do so appreciate it. You can also always email me. I've been getting lots of emails the past couple of days as I've not been streaming because people normally comment on uh, or often comment on the Facebook thread. You can email me at andreakshow.com. And tonight, in addition to me sharing with you guys all the latest on the hot topics happening, everything you need to know there, um, I'm actually going to give something a little to you besides just my opinion tonight. That's right. We got a little game, a little trivia game for you guys. You're going to want to stay tuned for the details for that because we're going to have a little fun. And then whoever wins our little trivia game will get just a nice little thank you, a little, not a thank you so much, but you get a little prize in the mail. Uh, times are kind of tough right now for everybody. And so we want to, you know, we want to have some fun and give you a little something, hopefully to put a little smile on your face. You know who puts a smile on my face every night of the week? It's my partner in crime here, named after one of my favorite non-veggies. It's DJ Potato Skins. If you don't love potatoes, you're not having fun. I mean, let's just call it like it is. Well, if you don't love potatoes, you're not American as far as I'm concerned. Amen to that. And I don't care if they originally came from Ireland. To me... You know, the potato skin is, is, is an American delicacy. People say, let's call a spade a spade. Let's call a spud a spud. <laughs> hey, you know what? 888-344-1170. We're about to get into the breaking news that should be at the, uh, at the forefront of every TV screen would be if this was a Republican, especially if it was Trump. 888-344-1170. But I got a question for y'all, y'all medical types out there. Can somebody explain to me why when I, when I twisted the same ankle Multiple times in a day, three days ago, it's just now starting to scream at me and make its presence known. Can somebody explain that to me, like, like the hashtag science behind that? And by the way, if you believe in Fauci, don't call me because I'm not interested. 888-344-1170. Okay, so what is going on? What should be at the forefront? What has happened? What breaking news? 
about Joe Biden and the Biden administration shows that we're not the country that we were because what story is happening right now that if we were the America of just 30 or 40 years ago, he'd probably already been pulled out of the Oval Office in cuffs. Everybody knows what everybody already knows today is that whatever part of the country you're living in, and whether that means you're paying $5 a gallon of gas or whether you're paying upwards of $10 a gallon of gas in parts of California, you know on top of that gas price, uh, those gas hikes where people are, are unable to cover their cost of gas to get to work every day, you know inflation is the highest it's been in decades, which you may not know. And you may even already know that the Biden administration has been lying to you about it, right? We know that it was intentional. We know that day one on office, he was waging war against the not just the oil and gas industry, but against the middle class in this country who depend on that very industry, not just for jobs, but as a means to you know uh, heat their homes and afford to be able to afford to heat their homes or cool their homes or low to take a gas. Um, but the Biden administration, even if you've been on board and understanding the lies that have been coming out from the Biden administration, what the agenda really is about. Many of you might not know, I just found out today, courtesy of the Free Beacon, Washington Free Beacon, that this past April, the Biden administration sold 950,000 barrels from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese gas company that private that a private equity firm co-founded by Hunter Biden owns a $1.7 billion stake in. Remember back in April, a couple months ago, when Joe Biden tells tells the American people um, that he's 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 going to ease the pain for the American people by by releasing barrels of oil from the strategic oil reserves. What he what he failed to tell the American people was that it that wasn't about easing anybody's pain. It was about continuing with the Biden crime family to lining the pockets of the Biden crime family. I'm going to read a little bit from the Washington Free Beacon, just so that anybody out there happens to be, in case anybody out there happens to be thinking, oh, that's just that crazy conservative lady. This is just conspiracy theory. This is just a bunch of nonsense. Um, They want the nonsense is what's going on with the January 6th committee. In fact, we've got a story to share with you guys. More breaking news today out of Wisconsin. That's coming up a little bit later in the show. That's going to prove that the big lie is what's going on with the January 6th committee. And the big lie has been proven to be the fact that fraud did take place in November 2020. And the big lie is involving the cover-up from the January 6th committee who's trying to convince the American people that anybody who questions the outcome of, of an election is is lying. It's all about covering up the fraud. But that's for later. So from the Washington Free Beacon, Biden's Energy Department in April announced the sale of 950,000 strategic petroleum reserve barrels to Unipec, which is the trading arm of the China Petrochemical Corporation. Now, that company, which is commonly known as Cinepec, is wholly owned by the Chinese government. Okay, y'all follow so far? Now, the Biden administration claimed that the move would address the pain the American, quote, address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and help lower energy cost. So um, they, they tried to, to make you think that by, by releasing, and they didn't tell us it was in the form of a sale, right? They told us they were, quote, releasing almost a million barrels from the strategic oil reserves. And that led, and then when they say that the purpose of that is to address the pain Americans are feeling at the pump and lower energy cost, it misled the American people 
into thinking that they were doing that to increase the supply. And anytime you have an increase of supply, the demand goes down and therefore, so, and there go down, go the prices, right? They didn't, uh, they, I don't remember anybody telling me that it was that the barrels that they were releasing were going to be put on the market and sold to the Chinese communist party. More than 5 million barrels of oil was released from the U S emergency reserves last month. Um, they were sent overseas and Reuters is reporting that at least one shipment of crude went to China, the Chinese Communist Party. Now, the Biden administration claimed that the Unipec sale would, quote, support American consumers and the global economy in response to Vladimir Putin's war uh, on Ukraine. So basically what they what the Washington Free Beacon goes into explaining is that the justification from Biden was um, this is going to help fight the war on on Putin by by not by providing another means for people to get their oil instead of buying it from Putin. You follow? And and so when they sold it to um, Unipec, the promise was is that Unipec was not going to continue to buy any crude oil from Eastern Russia. However, Unipec which is the trading arm of the Chinese Petrochemical Corporation, has done what? It's continued to get oil from from Russia, right? The only people suffering here are the American people. It ain't Russia. It ain't Putin. You're you're being told that this is the Putin gas, gas hike, right? The Putin gas tax. No, this is the Joe Biden gas tax, but it gets even worse from there. Power the Future founder, Daniel Turner has admonished the Biden administration for selling raw materials to the Chinese Communist Party, but goes on to say that it also highlights the Biden family's, quote, relationship to China because Biden's son, Hunter, is tied to Sinopec. In 2015, a private equity firm uh, that he co-founded bought a $1.7 billion stake in Sinopec Marketing, and Cinepec went on to enter negotiations to purchase Gazprom in March, which was one month after the Biden administration sanctioned that Russian gas giant. So what do we have going on here? So not only did the Biden administration sell off gas, uh, uh, our reserve supply to a Chinese Communist Party organization company that his son has ties to which gives his son money but while he's sanctioning russia that that company now has an opportunity to enter the russian oil and gas company has been weakened from the sanctions setting up an opportunity for hunter biden's company to be strong in negotiations and buying that same russian company i know we can start to get in the weeds but the bottom line here is that the Biden crime family, Hunter Biden's deals that he did with China when when Joe was vice president in the United States, flying them all around from Ukraine with Burisma, in which he was paid like, what, eighty, fifty thousand dollars a month. And the Chinese deals that he was that that he was in on still stand to this day. Everything that has gone on with the war on energy from the beginning was not just about the Great Reset. It was also about continuing to line the pockets of the Biden crime family. We're going to take a break. When we come back, um, the same person, the same gentleman from Power, the, the future founder, Daniel Turner, is calling for impeachment of Joe Biden. And I want to know where the Republican Party is. Do you think the Republican Party has the, we have the goods here. 
We have the goods that this is not just an impeachable offense, but this is also a prosecutorial offense. And where is the Republican Party? We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion. I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Are you following this story? You need me to help clarify it for you in any way? And do you think the Republican Party should be out there right now calling for impeachment? 888-344-1170. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. It was occurring to me over the break that these kinds of stories, particularly stories that involve complicated business dealings, a huge amount of money, in, uh, industries that the average American doesn't really have a working knowledge of like myself, it can start to get so in the weeds that you can maybe not necessarily understand um, the reality of what's going on, right? And it was almost kind of like, to use an analogy, during the Trump administration, it was such a shock and awe of a weaponized deep state against Trump that involved so many different intelligence commu- intelligence agencies, the FBI, the DOJ. There was so many, and there was so many different elements of it. So many different sub attacks going on against Trump that it was almost even somebody like me who was immersed in it all day every day. It was almost impossible to follow. Let me simplify it. Energy security is national security. The Chinese Communist Party is our enemy. They are working all day, every day, and have for decades now to destroy the United States of America. Going back to when Obama was in office and they stole the identities of over 40,000 government workers and nothing was ever done about it. Nothing was ever done to secure our uh, our border, our, our electronic, our virtual border from the Chinese Communist Party. They continued to steal after they stole the identities of over 40,000 government workers. They also stole have and, and continue to steal all kinds of, of intellectual property of our businesses. They're spying on Americans. It was just confirmed yesterday that this TikTok app is absolutely nothing but a spying device. They're, Trump was right when he came down the escalators in 2015 and said, China is kicking our butts and we must stop it. Right. They are our enemy. They're buying up farmland across across this country at a record pace. To think that we've got a president of the United States who's sitting in the Oval Office, who for eight years, eight years with his crackhead, corrupt, disgusting piece of filth of a son flying around for eight years to, to get him and his entire family, including his brother, Leveraged with deals as a part of the energy sector. That in and of itself, instead of them going after Trump, he should have already been in prison. These are the communists, right? The Chinese own more of America than some Americans do. Absolutely. Between him and Jeff Bezos, they're buying up everything. And that's going to give them power. They've already got tremendous power uh, over us. And, and, And if you understand that, number one, they're the enemy. And number two, energy, energy security means national security then you have to understand that Joe Biden selling them, selling, even taking even the Hunter connection out of it, but just selling and handing over our strategic oil reserves to our enemy makes him the enemy. He's an enemy of state and he is an operative for the Chinese Communist Party. 
I'm glad you said that because it doesn't matter. I mean, the Hunter Biden thing makes it worse, but you're giving our oil that's supposed to protect Americans to China. Hello. Right. I I don't want to hear another word from anybody regarding this January 6th committee. I don't want to hear about Pat Cipollone being brought in. I don't give a crap. I don't want to see one more video of Javanka and Ivanka, whatever she, you know, was going on. I don't want to hear anything involving that. Don't mention anything. In fact, there's, there was a, a, a Kelly O'Donnell, I think from ABC or NBC News, put, tweeted out a picture today of Liz Cheney in front of the January 6th committee and talking to, you know, some Republican. And there's Hunter Biden sitting there like nobody, like people not acting like he's, he's not even in the room. It does matter. That the, the son of the president of the United States is still in bed with the enemy, a, the Chinese Communist Party's energy company, and he's making money off of them getting our strategic oil reserves. While you suffer, America, that matters. I want to play a clip from, it is Power the, the Futures um, at Turner, and this is Skins. Please play clip seven. The president told us he was releasing these reserves to lower the price of gas nationally. And then you find out that he, through Secretary Granholm of the Department of Energy, is selling them around on the world market and selling them to the communist Chinese. So, A, we're selling our strategic raw materials, our strategic reserves to the communist country who's our adversary. And then you find out one of the companies that was brokering this deal one of our top investors is, of course, Hunter Biden. So the son, the, the president's reprobate crackhead son is invested in a company that is buying our strategic reserves while we're paying more than $5 a gallon at the pump. If we had a, a, an impeachment hearing about a phone call with Donald Trump and President Zelensky, if this doesn't cause Jerry Nadler and it doesn't cause Adam Schiff to ask some questions and for Congress to do its job and wonder how this Biden crime family is profiting while the American people are suffering. I don't understand if there is a more uh, offense that is more worthy of investigating for impeachment. There isn't. We have an enemy, a nation state that's an enemy, and we have a sitting president of the United States who's aiding and abetting that enemy for the financial benefit of his son and his family. There's no greater crime against this country. Quite frankly, it's treason. And if this was the America of which we used to be, he'd already been out in cuffs and they'd be planning for him to be shot at sunrise. Because this is absolute treason. And the Democrat Party is continuing to cover it up. You think Adam Schiff cares? None of them care. Everybody, Everybody's known about this all along, by the way. In fact, it was the Republican Party and the Democrats who both worked together to hide this when Donald Trump was being impeached. Why was Donald Trump impeached over the Ukraine phone call? Because he was getting too close to what the Biden family and Hunter Crackhead had been involved with in Ukraine. So Andrew Vindman has to get with Eric Chimarella and pull the trigger on impeachment hearings to try to oust President Trump. And at no point did a Republican say for that during the impeachment hearings, I want you bring in Crackhead to sit here before this committee, as well as Joe Biden, to answer questions in front of the American people as to what was really going on in Ukraine. I'm sick. To, I am as sick to death right now of the Republican Party over this as I am over the Democrats. Right now, we got Lindsey Graham. He's over in Kiev trying to talk to Zelensky. What can we do over there for you, Zelensky? Who's wanting seven hundred fifty billion dollars of our money? Who was who was who uh, who who knows how much Zelensky is getting out of this deal? 
I'm tired of hearing from any, I don't want to hear from any conservative in media, by the way, who's continuing to push out that ridiculousness that the American, and, and oh, by the way, how much have we already given to Ukraine? Probably close to $100 billion at this point. You want to know how, how much the, the Democrats don't have an interest in what's going on and the Republicans don't either? Listen to this. This is, I want to hear this clip. I hadn't even heard of this gentleman before. He's, he's Congressman Comer. He's actually the House Oversight Committee ranking member, and he has a history. I think he used to um, be president of a bank at some point. I want you to listen to um, um, uh, him talking about an investigation. He's trying to conduct – there are actually some Republicans trying to get to some truth here. Usually we only think of Congressman Biggs as, as, as trying to help us out here. I'm, I'm happy to find this Congressman Comer. Here's um, uh, uh, an interesting um, – avenue he's tried to go down in terms of investigating hunter and the roadblocks that he's faced in doing so skins please play clip six well we found out that hunter biden has had 150 suspicious activity reports filed against various accounts that he and jim biden the president's brother have that's unprecedented jason a a normal person in america never has any bank violations less than one tenth of 1% of people ever have any bank violations. They've had 150, which I would say is more than any person in the history of America. These are the most serious banking violations you can have. There's suspicion of money laundering, suspicion of receiving money from uh, terrorist groups, or suspicion of money from bad actors in foreign countries. Before Joe Biden became president, under the Obama administration, the Bush administration, any member of Congress could go to the Treasury Department and request suspicious activity reports. These were put into place, again, to catch funneling money to terrorist sales in the United States. I mean, it's unheard of. He's had 150 of these violations. Once we determined this, then I went to Treasury, requested the SARS on Hunter Biden. They said, no, we changed the rules. You can't do that anymore. This started getting pressed. Uh, we started leaking out that the Treasury Department was stolen all of this. Then they came back and said, OK, we'll make an exception. If you can get a single Democrat to sign on the request with you, then we'll give you the request. And obviously, Jason, as you can imagine, no Democrats are interested in signing on. And that was uh, he was speaking to uh, Jason Chavitz there in this in 150 suspicious activity reports. And they're called suspicious, but the reality is, is they've already identified. They they know. For example, um, you'll get reported as a suspicious activity if you deposit $11,000 in cash, right, into your account. Because it's like, who's walking around with bags of cash? I mean, besides the friend of that South Carolina Democrat woman who, who you know, was talking to her friend in prison, right? The Double duff- bags of cash. <laughs> the duffel bag boys. <laughs> I mean, besides her friends. Who's wa- walking around with that kind of cash, right? And these were, in, in some of these uh, SARs were set up post 9-11. So some of these violations involve the same types of sus- suspicious activity for which were specifically delineated in a post 9-11 America. Mean, but, but we've got Trump being investigated. We've got, we've got how many Americans sitting in a gulag in Washington, D.C.? Denied bail for doing nothing but questioning the outcome of of an election. And shame on you, Bill Barr. Because Bill Barr, specifically after the Hunter Biden laptop was handed over by the computer repair guy and threats came in on his life. Bill Barr specifically 
called around to, I think it was multiple U.S. attorney's offices and told them to stop investigating. Everybody wants to talk about how the fact that many uh, Biden voters had said if they had known about the Hunter Biden laptop story, they wouldn't have voted for him. Many people want to blame Twitter for that because Twitter shut down the New York Post. I think Miranda Devine was the one that wrote the article in October of 2016, and, and they, they shut her down on that. But let's not let's not give Bill Barr a pass on that. In fact, I, I think I've got to put Bill Barr up there as probably, if I look back on some of the worst actors, bad actors in this country in the past 10 years or so, I put Bill Barr up there as worse than Eric Holder. And you want to know why? Because Eric Holder was always honest about who he was. He said, look, I'm, you know, I'm the, I'm the Damon to his Affleck. I'm the Damon to Obama's Affleck, okay? I'm the Cher to his, to his Sonny, right? I'm the Joel to his Ethan Cohen. I'm his ride or die, and I and I will go down in flames for him. But Bill Barr pretended that he was actually somebody that was going to uphold the rule of law, that he was actually a straight shooter, when he's nothing but the OG of the swamp. Well, it's like you and I talk about. It. At least Putin says exactly who he is and what he stands for, while you have this administration trying to say they're pro-America and they want to help the middle class. Oh, please. Well, you know, it, 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 the American people aren't buying it. They absolutely know. They know what this is about. They know that this is about two things. It is about ushering in the liberal world order. It is about destroying the oil and gas industry in order to to make that possible for the Great Reset. But it's also about what it's always about with communists. It's always about telling the peasants that you can't do anything on your own. You need the government to take care of you. And in the course of enacting communism and implementing communism, like as in the case most recently Venezuela, but, you know, over over the course of the last couple of centuries, it's always resulted in the in the elites like Joe Biden fattening their bank accounts and getting richer and richer and richer. And the stupid little idiot, uh, useful idiot peasants getting poorer and poorer and poorer. Unfortunately, there's still if you look at the poll numbers, there's still about 20 percent of people out there. That still actually would vote for Joe Biden again. I don't know who you are. I don't know what kind of trust fund limousine liberal idiot you are. Or if you're so caught up in um, wanting to do drag shows in front of kids where you get children to put dollar bills into your G string as a grown man. Maybe that's your maybe that's your play. Maybe that's what gets you excited. Maybe you don't care about $8 a gallon of gas as long as you get to, quote, perform in front of little kids. We're going to take a break. We come back. The big lie, the big lie is that Joe Biden was duly elected president in November of 2020. And we got the receipts straight out of Wisconsin. We're going to share with you when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Now, y'all stay tuned because in a little bit, we're going to be having some Friday fun day. We're going to be playing a little game that I decided to revive called Dead or Alive. You're going to want to stay tuned for that. Super easy to play. 
All you got to do is, well, one person will have to do is I'm going to give you a list of names of celebrities, 10 names. You guess as I give you each name, you guess who's dead or who's alive. And if you get more right than you got wrong, well, then you're the winner and you'll win a nice little uh, $20 gift card for Amazon. You know, um, I know that that with inflation, that feels like about two dollars. But I don't think I don't think this game is, you know, requires enough skill to get like a hundred dollars. So anyway, it's going to be fun. So stay tuned for that. And we'll be we'll have that coming up a little bit later. All right. So um, while we have American citizens sitting in jail because they dared to question the outcome of an election, literally, literally in jail in D.C., denied medical care and denied bail. Because they questioned the outcome of the election in November 2020. Besides the fact that many members on the January 6th committee, actually they themselves tried to stop electors from being certified, including back in 2016. Jamie Raskin, who's on the January 6th committee, actually tried on, and you can Google it on video. I mean, think about this, Skins. Think about the audacity of having been someone on camera, on video, broadcast live, trying to stop the certification of electors in 2016, and now to be trying to persecute and prosecute and throw in jail those who now tried to do the same thing in 2020, which, oh, by the way, is legal under the Constitution, which is why it's been done by Democrats. At least Democrats have attempted it. Every presidential election going back, at least Bush v. Gore. But here's the thing. So why... Did they infiltrate the peaceful rally of Trump? And clearly it was infiltrated. Why did they deny security on January 6th when President Trump wanted what? Didn't he ask for what was it like 10,000? 10,000. 10,000 more security. Pelosi told him no. Yeah. Um, You know, why did the Capitol Police pull barricades past and wave people in and open doors and wave people in? Why did they do all that? And and uh, why did they do all that right at the time in which people were were beginning to stand up and 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 state like Senator Cruz at the time that they didn't want the electors to be mm, counted timing? Yeah, really. Yeah. What a dink. Why is why did they lie about people dying that day when the only person who died that day was was Ashley Babbitt, who was an unarmed woman who was shot dead by a black cop who didn't who uh, hasn't had to face any repercussions from that? Why did they do all that? Why did they why did they have to declare anybody that questioned the outcome of the election as an insurrectionist and, and, and somebody trying to launch a coup attempt for the same reasons that they did? It's always about a cover up. It's always they, they are always guilty of what they accuse others of. Just like trying to just like uh, the Democrats and Hillary Clinton trying to accuse falsely accuse Trump of colluding with the Russians. It was her who had colluded with the Russians with with Christopher Steele and Perkins Coy and Fusion GPS. They're trying to cover up the fact. And this includes Republicans trying to cover up the fraud that they know that took place in November 2020. The Washington Supreme Court ruled today in a four to three vote. That absentee ballot drop boxes are illegal under Wisconsin law, vindicating a legal argument advanced by the Trump campaign in 2020. Though the ruling will govern elections in 2022 in the future and cannot change previous election results. This is why. Whether it was John Eastman or whether it was Trump or Jenna Ellis or any of the rest of them that wanted the electors to not be certified until. The cases were heard. Until inspection was done, 
Because the Trump admit, and, and actually even before the election, Trump was saying back into the spring, again, calling out Bill Barr, he was talking about these mail-in ballots being rife for fraud and not being legal in most of the states. And Bill Barr did not do, do his job. Shame on him for going in front of this January 6th committee and laughing at 2,000 mules and saying there was never any evidence of fraud. He didn't look at it. He didn't do a damn thing to stop it from happening in the first place. That fat clump of cat litter sat back and allowed the theft of a presidential election to take place in the United States of America. And it was confirmed by Wisconsin court today. Now, back when this case, this lawsuit was filed in November, one of the conservative justices, judges there, who actually signed on to this 4th ruling today, actually went with the liberals in November 2020 and said, it's too late. We can't be doing anything about it which was crap. It wasn't too late. This was November of 2020 when the lawsuit was filed. The electors were not certified. Nothing was done until January. There was plenty of time to stop it. What had happened was the Wisconsin Elections Commission had decided to rewrite election law and decide that they were just going to change the way these states' elections were going to be run, which they did not have the legal right to do. Similar situation in Pennsylvania. Exactly. Same thing in Pennsylvania. The case concerns two documents created by employees of the Wisconsin Election Commission, WEC. They, these documents authorized municipal clerks and local election officials to establish ballot drop boxes. They don't get to establish election law in the state of Wisconsin. Just like the, the uh, Pennsylvania Supreme Court did not have the legal right to do that. Just like Kemp didn't have the right in Georgia to cook up the absentee crap deal that he did with Stacey Abrams in Georgia. Same thing happened in Michigan. Similar actions happened in Arizona. The use of ballot drop boxes, and this is according to Breitbart, the use of ballot drop boxes was one of the four issues that President Trump litigated in Wisconsin against Joe Biden during the 2020 election. And then Justice Brian Hagdorn broke away from the conservatives and joined the liberals under a rule... um, under what's something called the doctrine of latches, that it was too late in the game to rule on the legality of ballots cast in November 2020. Yet he ruled today that it was illegal. He knew it was illegal at the time. Was he bribed? Somebody needs to be, somebody needs to be looking at his, uh, whether or not his bank records show any suspicious activity. Um, uh, according to the dissent at the time in November, elections in this at the time in November, this is what the conservatives had to say. Elections have consequences. One candidate wins and the other loses. But in every case, it is critical that the public perceive that the election was fairly conducted. Then Chief Justice, Justice Patience Rogensack wrote in the dissent in 2020, quote, in the case now before us, a significant portion of the public does not believe that the November 3rd, 2020 November pres- presidential election was fairly conducted. Once again, four justices on this court cannot be bothered with addressing what the statutes require to assure that absentee ballots are lawfully cast. After that other conservative in November who joined with the liberals today um, did the right thing in saying that it was illegal, Bradley, uh, another judge, actually overturned that decision in November because that decision in November set a precedent 
still, even with today's ruling, the ruling in November of 2020 set the precedent that this little, these employees of this commission um, could create election law when their job was to implement Wisconsin election laws, not to make law by executive fiat and that, and to, to allow that previous decision to stand would have granted it, uh, granted this Wisconsin election commission a badge of domination. In Trump versus Biden, a majority of this court gave the Wisconsin Election Commission, gave their advice the force of law. It declared this advice is the rule book for elections, never mind what the statutes enacted by the legislature say. So she overturned. She overturned that November decision. This is the this is nothing matters in this country if elections don't matter. And right now, our elections don't matter. If you're trusting in our elections going forward, you're insane, in my opinion. Because this is only one of 50 states in this country. Well, it's like they, they're talking about the red wave and why I'm confident that, you know, people are tired of the policy, Andrea. Really, where is it going to where is it going to end? Right now, um, Blackwell, um, who was chief GOP strategist, I think his name is Mark Blackwell or Keith Blackwell, came out and said, well, this goes to show that anybody accusing you of questioning the outcome of the election, accusing you of a big lie. That, um, you know, um, you're just trying to shut down the opposition party that that's not going far, far enough. He went on to say that uh, this doesn't change the fact that Joe Biden is president. He would have had to win in other states. Well, why didn't he? Every one of these states had these every one of the contested states had these same issues going on. And not one of them, not one of them should have certified the electors, not one of them. And they did it anyway. And shame on Republican chief strategists like Blackwell and others who just allowed it to go forward. And even worse, are now allowing political prisoners to sit in jail, allowing Trump and other people to be dragged out of their homes at four o'clock in the morning and dragged. Having to, they're all being Michael Flynn. That's what 100 percent of this is about. Meanwhile, we still don't have secure elections in this country. We don't. We have to hope, once again, turn out, turn out, turn out. That's what we're being told we have to do. Well, what we need to do, and, and, and the, the judge who wrote that, that opinion, and not only wrote the majority opinion today, but also the one who overturned the, uh, uh, the decision that they made in November 2020, um, she was right. Actually, she wrote the dissent of the original decision, was right to say that these judges couldn't even be bothered, couldn't even be bothered to check what the actual statutes are. You know what? Because they don't care. They don't care. They're too lazy, weak. This is where, the, and, and apathy is a huge problem in, in America right now. Huge problem. We're going to take a break. We come back. There was breaking news, sad news actually, involving a former prime minister of Japan today. We got that to share with you guys. And then coming up next hour, y'all want to have some fun? Let's play a little game. Let's play. Well, that doesn't sound like the right time to, we'll have fun next hour. <laughs> Stay with us. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Hey, this is Monica from Oceanside. Want to say hey to Miss Andrea K and what she's doing out there on the radio is fantastic. Now, I've been hearing some rumblings that people are wanting DeSantis to run for the White House in 2024. And we can't be having that because now that we've had Roe v. Wade and the push 
for the abortion rights to go back under the state rule, we have to have governors that are strong. We have to have governors like DeSantis to be the shining light to other governors across the country because we're going to have the states be more active in important decisions going forward. And we can't have him going up and getting in the middle of the swamp and getting eaten by the alligators like Trump had. So we don't, we don't need that. We need to find somebody else besides DeSantis. Mwah. Wow, interesting. And that's a, a call that came in on our uh, 24-hour comment line, 844-814-5227. Interesting. A uh, couple comments. Um, we have always have important decisions to be made at the state and local level. I think it's just it hasn't become as obvious to people until COVID. Um, people tend to not really understand um, local politics or pay attention as much to local politics as they have federal politics. Um, I think that what we need is, I don't know that I agree, because there should be, um, at least in the corporate world, we were trained that you, you need to have succession planning done, meaning you need to be making sure that there was somebody to backfill you. We cannot count on we that Ron DeSantis, what he's he's going to have to stay governor, you know, forever for the, at some point, he's no longer going to be governor of Florida. Somebody better be ready to take his place and use the blueprint. He should be the blueprint for every elected official as a Republican, whether they are uh, uh, sitting on a city council, county supervisor, governor or uh, or Congress or senator. That should be the blueprint and certainly for president of the United States. And so um, and and as for the swamp, um, well, before before the break, we were talking about elections. And um, one of the things that we do need to make sure is the governors um, and their secretaries of state need to be passing, working with their state legislatures to make sure that we actually do have an election integrity. We need to have more governors like in Arizona saying you must have an ID to vote. We are going to purge these voter rolls. No, we're not going to set up these. We're not going to go with these crappy mail in boxes everywhere and, and all of that. Um, but we must get a president of the United States in there who will drain the swamp. And DeSantis or somebody like DeSantis will drain the swamp. I have yet to hear Trump admit that he made a mistake and not firing anybody and not draining the swamp when he had an opportunity to do so. Would they they um, before the break, you were asking me, I can't remember what the question was. Um, you weren't sure if there was going to be a red wave because they might, you know, do the same things here. What would be different here with fraud versus the I pre- like your answer. Well, the, the, I think the truth is, is that I think that they're not going to fight as hard to steal, uh, you know, um, and make it obvious they're stealing. It's different for the the congressional races. I as think you said, it, especially under the uniparty system. Well, yeah. I mean, in the end, I mean, uh, you know, we do have a uniparty system. It should be obvious to everybody. And it doesn't necessarily matter who's in the majority. Typically, when the Republicans are in the majority, the Democrats still control everything because the Republicans feel like they have to reach across the aisle. So when the Democrats are in control, they're in control. And when the Republicans are in control, the Democrats are in control. So really nothing changes. What they really want to do is stop an outsider from coming in as president and upsetting the uniparty system and upsetting the deep state. And we, if, if this country is going to be saved for the states, we better get in a POTUS prepared to do that PDQ. All right, come on back. We're going to have Friday Fun Day. Stay tuned. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.